This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It has to look incredible. I have to get excited because it's gorgeous, right? Because we take the first bite with our eyes with anything in life, but particularly with food. It has to be nutrient dense and functional. It's got to help my body to run better. And it has to be mind blowing in terms of the flavor journey. And so basically I cook everything like it's my last day on earth and I'm cooking for George Clooney. Today, I'm sharing the mic with my beautiful friend, Tess Masters, also known as the Blender Girl. She cooks all her recipes with one important tool, the blender. As Americans search for ways to cook more at home with limited time, the blender provides easy answers. It's a useful tool in our search for healthier eating, too. What easier way to turn kale into breakfast? In a recent study, 54% of consumers said they care more about the healthfulness of their food and beverage choices in 2020 than a decade ago. People want to eat healthy, and Tess leverages the blender to help them learn how. The blender was invented in 1922 in Racine, Wisconsin, the dairy state. It was originally used in ice cream parlors to make milkshakes. In the 60s, Californians began using the blender for fruit-based drinks on the beach. And by the 90s, smoothies were all the rage. Yet, the blender's versatility has opened a whole new world of cooking. Soups, salad dressings, hummus, pesto, malaise. Today, the list of healthy recipes that require a blender is extensive. No one cooks better with a blender than my friend Tess. Tess belongs to what I call my broccoli brain trust, that inner circle of humans that I rely on for advice, but also for a heartfelt talk and lots of laughter. For several important career decisions in my life, Tess has been my first phone call. We've eaten and cooked so many wonderful meals together over the years, and that's how our friendship started, through food. I adore this woman, and I just wanted you to know that as you listen in. Our food is linked to obesity, climate change, workers' rights, and so much more. Every bite of food we chew has a story. I'm Amber Stott, food activist and founder of the nonprofit Food Literacy Center. I've worked with legislators, school districts, farmers, and chefs to rewrite the story of our food and improve my community. I want to inspire more people to become food activists. So I've invited my mentors and the activists who inspire me to share their stories and their tips on how to improve our food choices, our communities, and our planet. It's time we understand the story behind the food we eat and the impact our food choices have on our health, the environment, and our economy. It's time to start raising kale. Tess Masters is an actor, lifestyle personality, and cookbook author. She's been featured in the LA Times, Washington Post, Glamour, and more. She was recently the spokesperson for KitchenAid. She runs the popular website, The Blender Girl. Tess, 
Welcome to Raising Kale. Thank you for having me. What a lovely introduction. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so wonderful to have you here and to see your face. And yeah, I've missed you. Oh, <laughs> and thank you for the beautiful work that you are doing um, oh. in the food and health space. And oh, it's just so thrilling to watch. I, I want to start by sharing a little bit of history about who you are. Um, like, where did your journey start before you started working in food? I know you grew up in Australia. You moved to LA to pursue acting. So give us the cliff notes on Test Masters. <laughs> uh, yes, so I'm Australian. I grew up in uh, Melbourne, but my family lived and worked all over the world. So I went to a lot of, you know, quite a few some international schools. And then I came to Los Angeles to um, study acting. Um, I went to the um, School of Theatre, Film and Television at UCLA. And I was an actor, you know, I did voiceovers and theatre and television and all that kind of thing. And then I fell in love with someone who lived in Missouri and I moved to the middle of America and, um, you know, I, I had a lovely life there, but I wasn't working as an actor like and traveling as I, as I was previously. And I had always um, been interested in love to cook and been interested in food and health. Um, so my, my food and health journey began when Oh, you know, my mum always cooked beautiful food from scratch. We ate very, very healthy foods growing up. But I was an omnivore with a dilemma long before, you know, Michael Pollan <laughs> wrote that incredible book. And, you know, I grew up on a pretty conventional diet of meat and three veg, you know, but my parents, we, you know, they pulled us out of school for about two or three months out of the year and we would travel the world. And we had to try everything. People <laughs> say, well, I don't like that. Well, how do you know? You haven't tried it. So we had to try everything. And if you didn't like it, then that was okay. You know, you didn't have to have any more. But so it was a really great sort of foray into being adventurous with food and just trying things and being open to all possibilities. So that was just a really lovely foundation. But when I was about 14, I was just plagued with, well, actually 12. I was just plagued mm -hmm. with extreme lethargy. I just wanted to take a nap, you know, every afternoon and it just didn't feel right. So my mother took me to a naturopath, which was very hippy dippy back then, you know, <laughs> 30 something years ago, you know, and he suggested I give up gluten and dairy. I'm not a celiac. I'm not lactose intolerant, but I do have a mild intolerance to both of those foods and suggested, you know, I maybe not eat red meat and perhaps do mostly fish and, you know, a largely plant-based diet before that term was, you know, a thing. Well, I felt better within a couple of days and then I just mm -hmm. continued to feel better. So that was really the impetus into a revolution to the way that I ate. And so I really became intoxicated with this idea of food as medicine all those years ago. So I just started being a voracious consumer of health journals, cookbooks. <laughs> you know, I went to hundreds of cooking classes. I, you know, read books about health and nutrition. I saw a multiple, you know, natural you know, practitioners, et cetera, et cetera. And I was going to master the art of my perfect health, even if it killed me, you know, <laughs> a personality, I'm really data driven, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when the pendulum swings from one extreme to the other, well, I swung to the other extreme and <laughs> I was one of those annoying people that found the answer every six months and tried to recruit everybody that they knew. I mean, <laughs> until my dad sat me down and just said, are you having any fun? Hmm. Because 
we're exhausted watching you order, watching you cook, telling us what you can't have. Mm-hmm. Food should be fun, right? Mm-hmm. It was just the right thing to say at the right moment, like so many things my dad says to me. And Aww. I just realized that flex, fluidity and flexibility rather than rigidity were the keys to health and happiness. So yeah. when it came time flash forward to when I was living in Missouri and I was doing, you know, volunteer work and, you know, not much else. I thought, gosh, I've got to find something fulfilling, you know, to do or whatever. Anyhow, my husband at the time said to me, why don't you start a blog? I said, about what? You know, what am I going to share with people? You know, he goes, well, just your journey with food and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I started writing this 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 little blog and, you know, <laughs> and I I... I sort of thought, gosh, there's so many amazing websites out there about food and nutrition. I want to be, I want to add something different to the space. Mm-hmm. So sitting there looking at my high-speed blender, you know, and drinking <laughs> my green smoothie and gosh, I started thinking, hmm. So I researched at the time there really wasn't anything beyond smoothies and juices and a few sort of rustic sort of things. And I thought, huh, there's really something to this. And the more I started thinking about, blending as a method of food preparation, the more I started thinking about how it really is a metaphor for how I think we live our lives. We like Ah. blend different notes and flavors, philosophies and cultures, work, loving relationships in order to find our perfect blend for health and happiness. And so I um, created theblendergirl.com and, um, you know, to be truthful, I did research and saw that, you know, Vitamix had experienced, you know, 200% growth in this, you know, short period of time, four years or whatever it was, and that blending and juicing was going to trend very heavily. And it mm-hmm. did. And mm-hmm. so it rode the crest of that trend. And so within a matter of months, you know, one email turned into 50, turned into 500, and I got invited to San Francisco to shoot some stuff with CBS Interactive and Chow. And then I started working with Vitamix and, you know, shot a bunch of their videos and, and, and launched, you know, some stuff with them and the CEO of Vitamix. And then I started working with KitchenAid and, you know, that sort of started. And then, yeah, I, I got approached to write some cookbooks and that sort of snowballed into this multi-book deal with Penguin Random House and an app with them and all kinds of stuff, you know, yeah. sort of how it all started. And that's how we met. Uh-huh. Beautiful at a food conference. I still remember us walking in Los Angeles with our raincoats on the one day of the century at rain. <laughs> and I were walking to these food trucks. You had a red raincoat on. I'll never forget this. I was walking across, you know, it was so, so funny. Anyway, yeah, so, you know, I, I've, you know, been living in Los Angeles for the last 14 years and traveling the world, speaking at different events and working with different companies as a strategist and things like that. So it's, you know, it's a lovely little blend of a lot of different things. <laughs> I still work doing voiceovers and doing some acting and things like that. And I work as a consultant, as you mentioned. So, you know, it's a lovely, lovely variety, which which keeps me on my toes every day because I just never know what's going to happen and what's going to be thrown at me. Yeah. I mean, you're an amazing businesswoman. And I think that's what's really fascinating. And that's why I call you all the time uh, for <laughs> advice. But you, um, I mean, tapping into this idea of the blender, but I, I, I want to talk a little bit about this because I love that you we're looking at the trends and you, you chose the blender as your tool. But I think what's really cool about it is you're not just a smoothie lady, right? Like you have so many amazing recipes. When I have eaten your food, the 
the variety of flavors and the depth of the kinds of everything from hummus to salad dressings to soups, you know, like the blender is a pretty essential home cook's tool, right? So so talk about some of the recipes and how you use a blender, because I think it's quite yeah. diverse. I, you know, it, it's, I, I really, really believe that the blender is the greatest culinary invention since fire and spoons. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it really levels the playing field in the kitchen and enables a novice cook or someone with very little skills or even less time to cook really nutritious, incredible things. And not only being able to pack a bunch of nutrition, you know, into recipes, but also there's an alchemy that's created when you blend ingredients that you cannot achieve any other way, right? So for example, cashews and water and a bit of vanilla and sweetener turns into cashew cream. You cannot do that by putting it in a mortar and pestle or sticking it in a food processor or chopping it up or whatever, right? And also likewise with flavors, you know, when I discovered that the blend of strawberries and red bell pepper was going to send me into a divine dimension might be one of the happiest days of my life. You know, there's just this interesting thing that happens and beautiful textures. And, you know, I think there's this popular misconception that you need to blend everything within an inch of its life and you need to put <laughs> the teeth at the door in order to enjoy blender inspired cuisine. You know, and I always say it's not blender centric, it's blender focused. So, you know, do, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, I'm using it for smoothies, soups, cocktails. Those are the three, you know, the three top reasons someone buys a blender. But beyond <laughs> that, I'm making homemade skincare, cleaning products, compost. Um, I'm doing rice, instant rice pudding where, you know, the, the, when you release the starch from the grain in the blender and just pulse it, it immediately becomes thick and creamy and you don't have to stand there and do it, you know, stir it for 45 minutes or whatever, right? So it becomes mm-hmm. a lot faster. You know, I'm making burgers. I make, you know, the, all the beginnings of a burger or, you know, so I'm using the blender to to create shortcuts, you know, yeah. to create very quick, easy things, you know. And sometimes, you know, I think there's beautiful colours that you can create. You know, everybody sort of ignores black food as a thing, but it becomes this sort of iridescent, you know, almost midnight blue slash black. You know, there's just some really cool things that you can do, you know, and I do think, you know, speaking more specifically about Food Literacy Centre and what you're doing about educating children into feeding and nourishing themselves with plant foods, you know, um, essentially, I really think it's such a wonderful tool to empower children to nourish themselves because, as I said, it levels the playing field in the kitchen, you know, and they can create foods for themselves and their families. I think that's, you know, one of the one of the most spectacular things about about the community that I've created is getting emails from from parents and young teenagers going so much. I'm using your books or I'm using the smoothie making chart in the smoothies book or in the app to make smoothies for my family and just the sense of pride that these people have that, gosh, I didn't think I could cook, you know, and I I always say, well, can you read? Cooking is reading, yeah, right? And, yes, you know, there are people that would argue there's a bit more to it, like some wonderful extraordinary chefs around the world. Of course there's skill involved in it. But in terms of creating basic beautiful things, you know, but I speaking about the flavours, you know, I you learn by doing. You know, like mm-hmm. I always cooked and I always liked to experiment with flavors, but I didn't know that I had this, you know, sort of super taster skill. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> know that I had that yeah. until, you know, I was really, I, I mean, I knew that I had this knack for 
for putting flavors together and figuring out what was in something if I tasted it. And I was very sensitive to flavors and that sort of thing. But I didn't even really know it was a thing until I was in my late 20s, early 30s. I want to hop in and give an example of this, Tess. (laughs) Um, So Tess and I went to our friend Elise Bauer's house and we had this like smoothie morning. Uh, (laughs) It was sometime like during the holidays and a whole bunch of us food bloggers and people in food got together. And Tess piles the the kitchen counter high with everything from onions to pineapple and it's like just go to town and create smoothie invention inventions right and she she's saying things to us like did you know you can throw the whole lime in skin and all and it's gonna give this you know more you know punchy citrus flavor so i throw a bunch of limes in the blender because i'm like okay i want to see what this is like right <laughs> i'm like a kid just playing and of course, it's really like extremely limey. And um, and you're like, oh, all you need at this point is just like a, a sliver of a red onion this big and just like, you know, I, one inch, one inch of, of red onion. And we blend it up. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's an entirely different thing. And you're like telling other people like you just need, you know, half a bell pepper. And you would just like take our our weird smoothie creations from meh to divine and it was like who i would have never known to do these things you're you're that was a really fun day those are my uh and what about how um uh gee decided right i'm gonna put together the most disgusting unpalatable smoothie i have ever created to test me right and i said oh gee you just create the gnarliest most disgusting thing and i will bring it back from the the depths of undrinkable despair. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, you know, I mean, I love those events, you know, I've actually spoken at events or done corporate things for companies where, you know, we've had a challenge where it's like, <laughs> I want to create the most disgusting thing that you think you can't, you know, and it looks like, cause here's the thing. Nobody wants to, to eat anything that looks like the place where the plants came to die. Nobody's <laughs> excited about a symphony of Brown unless it's chocolate. Right. And so it is really fun to do that. And just to show people that with a few little tweaks and tricks and things, you can bring anything back. And that's the, that's the thing I love, you know. But yeah, that, that was such a fun day. Oh, do you remember when we made pie together with Kate? Another oh, well, yeah. that was an extraordinary day, wasn't it? Gosh, my heart's just still so full from that day. But yeah, I mean, that was a really fun thing. But I do think it's such a great example of a lot of smoothies. They're very flat. They've just got one note. They're just sweet. Mm-hmm. But that's it. There's nothing going on, you know. And for me. With smoothies in particular, it's a, it's a real passion of mine because I just love to show people how smoothies can take you on a flavor journey and be dimensional like a textured dish, you know? You know yeah. when you go to an exquisite restaurant and the bouquet just continues to open as it's dancing across your palate and it, you just go on this adventure, you almost have to shut your eyes and concentrate on it because it's so extraordinary. When we come back from the short break, we'll find out what test Tess puts every recipe through before it makes it on her site. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I, I have this yardstick, you know, for every recipe I create. If the New York Times was only going to pick one recipe to showcase what I do and the flavors, would I be okay if it was that one? You know, mm. the answer is no, I have to keep going, right? And for me, it's always real. This is why I love salad dressings too. It's so funny, you know, people will come to my house and they'll go, uh, it needs something. And they just they just pass the blender to me. They go, you finish it. <laughs> <laughs> you chef friends about it. I'm like, yeah, you plate, I'll do the dressing, you know? And it's <laughs> you know, when, when the bouquet just continues to open and continues to bloom and yeah. continues to surprise you and take you on this this journey, it's just so exquisite. And you just realize food is a story. Every Mm. time you eat, it's a story. And food is memories, right? You know, that saying that we all use all the time. And it's so very true, you know, like, like just us recounting that smoothie, that smoothie 101 workshop we had and, um, you know, the pie making class and, you know, it's all just connected to your view of the world and your sense of adventure and, you know, how, how you see things, you know, and for me, I very much exist in, in the grey and all of the thousands of shades of grey. You know, nothing's black and white for me and nothing can't be changed and tweaked and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it, it's really fun to play with flavours. And I think the blender is, like I said, it's, it's just a really great, fun way to do that because unlike baking where sometimes you got to wait 30 minutes, an hour, four hours, you know, to actually realise if it's going to work or not. And then, you you know, like the thing about raw foods, particularly just when he's like, you just, okay, throw that in. Ooh, oh, okay. Ooh, now let's put this in. Ooh, you know, and it's just instant gratification, which I really like. Totally, totally. The other thing that I love about you and I think is a shared passion is 
that healthy food can be fun and you show up with that all the time. And I just want to talk a little bit about why you think, because, you know, if, and that's why you're a kale raiser to me, because if, <laughs> if you can make healthy food fun, people are going to want to be healthy. If it's as fun as unhealthy food, right? People are going to gravitate, gravitate toward it. So, so talk about, I mean, yeah. obviously this is your personality too, but. It's so, <laughs> oh, it's so look, I mean, look, Every day has to be fun. You've got to laugh every day. You've got to feel joy. You've got to feel gratitude. You know, you do that so spectacularly, which is why we're such close friends. You know, I think we attract the kinds of people, you know, who have a similar view of the world that we do. But, yeah, I mean, really, you know, one of the, you know, between, I think, gosh, over 30,000 people have done my health programs at this point, right? And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have purchased these cookbooks. So we do get thousands of emails every week. And the, the, the number one, if I had to pick the most common thing that people talk about and, and challenges that they have is I just, I just don't eat salad doesn't, salad makes me sad or, you know, like all those, please, you know, yeah. but just, I don't know how to cook healthy. I don't know how to get my kids or my family to get excited about vegetables. So to me, even though I choose to be gluten-free and vegan, that's not the mandate of the company, right? It's, and, and even at my restaurant, you know, and things like that, it's, it's just about showing people that vegetables can be delicious and fun. And so for me, I, I joke about this on my website, but it's like, okay, I have a criteria when I'm making a recipe, right? It has to look incredible. I have to get excited because it's gorgeous, right? Because we take the first bite with our eyes with anything in life, but particularly with food. It has to be nutrient dense and functional. It's got to help my body to run better or your body to run better. And it has to be mind-blowing in terms of the flavor journey. And so basically I cook everything like it's my last day on earth and I'm cooking for George Clooney, right? <laughs> and it's like I literally, it just has to be fun. And so I think healthy food has to be even more fun yeah. than the processed, unhealthy, sugar-laden, colon-clogging stuff, right? Because when you're excited to eat something, you want to eat more of it. When something wows you, you want to eat more of it. And so how do we create habits? It's by daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly repetition. That's how behaviors become habits and they become our new default position. So for me, you know, when I did, you know, my first and second book tour and I went to, you know, pretty much almost every Williams-Sonoma in the country and we were blending stuff up for kids and for adults and all this sort of stuff, right? And then I, you know, did a class for them for three years where every store in the country did the same class at the same time, right? Mm. And it was so cool to just hear, you know, not only the, the, the team members at, at Williams-Sonoma but also um, the people, you know, at these classes just going, oh, that is incredible. Like I cannot wait to make that again. That's going in the rotation. And that that's that's the secret sauce, right, yeah. is getting people so excited about eating something that not only do they want to eat that one thing again, but they're like, what else have you got? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I think that's the thing. You know, one of the other emails we get is we have made your recipes from front to back in the entire cookbook, cooked everything on the side or anything in that program, and we have not hit a dud yet. They're all just so good. Like even if it's not my personal preference, my husband liked it or my sister liked it or my son liked it. I don't really like capers, so I didn't eat that or I don't really, so I'm never going to like it. You know what I mean? Or I'm not a mushroom person or I thought I hated mushrooms. I love mushrooms, you know, and stuff like that. But I mean, it's really funny, you know, particularly men, and I hate to be sexist, but they tend to be, as a general rule, a little bit more reticent, right, <laughs> to, to embrace the whole 
vegetarian, vegan, eating tons of vegetables thing. It doesn't feel manly or something like that, right? Oh, and yeah. I, right, you know, I went to, I was a guest chef at Google Mountain View and a bunch of different Googles, you know, around the country or whatever. And it was so funny, you know, I did this event while I was there, not for Google, it was a different event. It was a ch- for a charity, this beautiful charity. And they were mostly men, right? And a lot of board members and people like that, right? So I made this yeah. cauliflower mushroom bolognese that looks and tastes like conventional bolognese, right? And I didn't tell them. They didn't know much about it. They didn't do their research or whatever. So I just served up some food for the day, right? And just said, oh, there you go. And they were just all hoeing into it. Oh, you know, I, I called it dude food, right? I did a dude food. <laughs> but it was all vegan and gluten-free and sugar-free. And they were like, that is the best bolognese I've ever had. What did you put in it? I have to take it home and tell my wife. And I just said, well, not meat. And they called me a dirty little liar. It was so hilarious. But... It was so funny. My point in telling that story is it's about perception, yeah. right? So people that aren't open, it's about putting things in a format that hopefully invites more people in, yes. you know, where it's I don't often when I'm at events and stuff, I don't talk about the fact that I'm being and gluten-free. I don't think it's relevant to most people, right? It's yeah. just these are vegetable-focused dishes. These is delicious. And sometimes I don't even say that. I'm like, this is a beautiful salad, blah, 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 blah. And you could pair this with this and this and this. And I've, I've, I've really started to do this in my work now is this idea of real inclusivity where what I mean by that is prior to the last five years before I started Skinny 60, which is an omnivore program, they're all plant-based dishes, but we've got, you know, a track where people can supplement it with quality animal protein, right? Mm-hmm. And I really want to move away from this idea that there's only one way to move through the world with food right? That, that, that you can be vegan, omnivore, paleo, keto, and you don't even need to label yourself, right? I just love food. Thank you. Right? Exactly. I, of, I really am moving away from these labels. Now, obviously, yes. if you have a food intolerance or an allergy, of course, you have to disclose what things are, blah, blah, blah. Those things are necessary, of course. But yes. my point is, is that there's so much conflicting information about health and nutrition. It's often hard to know what to do. But the one thing that everybody agrees on is that we should all be eating a lot of plants, right? Yes. And that yes. plant foods, particularly leafy greens and non-starchy vegetables, should loom large in our diet and should be 80% of our plate, right? Yes. For so many reasons, right? The phytonutrients, the antioxidants, the vitamins and the minerals, the fiber, you know, they just help yes. our bodies to run better. They're efficient foods, you know? Yes. Um, and so for me, it's been really interesting to make that transition mm-hmm. where I start to talk a little bit about, okay, so this is an arugula salad with lemon mint, mint vinaigrette and you can make it in 15 minutes, right? And it's got the most exquisite dressing. You're going to want to lick it off every bit of your <laughs> and your neck and your everything, right? So how can we serve it? Okay, so for those of you that choose to only do plants, you're gonna, you could add some hemp seeds. You could add some of the, you know, grilled pumfu, the pumpkin seed tofu that I'm obsessed with, you know, or you could do, for those of you that choose to eat animal protein, you could do some boiled eggs. You could do a grilled piece of chicken. You could do a beautiful farm, you know, a, a beautiful, um, you know, wild caught piece of salmon or whatever, right? Yeah. But doing that, it's been a really interesting process because yeah. it immediately gives people the permission and the grace to choose their own adventure within yes. the recipes and tweak yeah. them and that they're not being judged because they're not 100% there or 100% vegan or, you know, that you should be this or you're less than, you know. And I really 
that that sort of narrative really repels me in the health space and I really mm-hmm. want to meet people wherever they're at. And I think that going back to the blender, I really feel like it's this very sort of gentle, doable, accessible way to mm-hmm. enter a healthier lifestyle or to pick up or to continue or to build upon or to expand on, you know. And for me, that's why I keep coming back to it because it just makes it so easy. And when things are easy, we yes. do them more. That's the other piece of it, not just the joy, it's the ease. You know, we are in this instant gratification, the land of 140 characters. You know, I mean, I know they've expanded it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, TikTok videos and everything's 30 seconds or less and blah, 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 right? So, and we're, we're butting up against the commercial convenience food space and the fast food space where they are literally, it's, it's faster, cheaper, better. And yeah. our endorphins and our brain chemistry responds to that, you know, and I know that you were there, you know, that day when I interviewed Michael Moss about salt, sugar, fat, yeah. and he talked about this very thing where he had interviewed all these neuroscientists and people, behavioral analysts, and there really is science to back up that phenomenon, right? And, and you know, process the processed food industry spend billions and billions of dollars researching how they're going to, to attract us, you know? And so that's therein again, where I think the blender is one of the greatest tools that out of exposure to combat that barrier to entry, right? Mm-hmm. That where when people, where people are like, I can't eat healthy. And I go, well, why? Oh, because I don't have time. Okay, we'll blend a smoothie, five minutes. Okay, <laughs> because I can't afford. Okay, well, get, you know, the remnants at your farmer's market when they're about to close and they'll give you a box of whatever they've got left over for 20 bucks or something. Okay, next next barrier. Well, my kids won't eat vegetables. Okay, we'll try this, this, and this recipe. There's not a kid that I haven't been able to convert with that thing, right? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Meaning... I think that the blender does provide a lot of answers to these common objections, you know, to eating healthy. And, and again, I, you know, I, I just, I think it's just, you know, the bee's knees. Absolutely. And what are some of the, uh, you know, you talk about sort of people and their barriers and then you're helping them provide solutions and a path forward. Like what are some of the, like, is there a specific recipe that's been an entry point for you? Uh, like, it depends on what people's needs are, you know. So, so, um, you know, I've had a, you know, lot. I mean, obviously, we receive thousands of emails every week, but it's 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 a lot of the same issues, right? So, of course, we have standard things we can send back to people, or whatever. But you know, for example, let's say it's all about good, better, best, not perfect, right? It's all about gently transitioning and not shocking your system, right? Because, you know, so for example, let's say say a mother writes to me and says, my child will not touch anything green. Hmm. They're green phobic, for example, right? So the number one recipe that I always send is the taste like ice cream kale shake, right? (laughs) Because it is the most popular recipe on my website. It's the most popular recipe at my restaurant. It's, It's the most popular recipe... Um, in the app and it's the most popular recipe period, right? And so people <laughs> are absolutely spare for that smoothie, right? Now, is it the healthiest smoothie in the sense that it's got dates and banana, it's got some cashews? You know, we could go on about how cashews are acid forming and bananas contain a lot of sugar. Ooh, that's a lot of sugar. That's a lot of calories, you know, people will say, right? I call them like the healthy naysayers. Yeah. Well, 
It's all I want in that particular moment is for that mother to show that child that that pistachio pale green thing is going to be one of the most incredible things they have ever tasted in their life, right? And I get the, I mean, honestly, if I could even show you these now, they're just so adorable. These mothers will send me pictures of their kids with the, the pale taste like ice cream kale shake running down their face and <laughs> videos of them screaming up and down crying going I want that taste like ice cream kale shake like it's just <laughs> hilarious right so that's a good example of how and so what I do is I will send them okay once they're hooked on that one now here's a few other green smoothies that taste sweet taste like ice cream taste like things they're craving right then what you do is their taste buds change you start removing some of the higher sugar fruits, some of the things, you know, and then, and then you just do it gradually, 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 gradually over a period of weeks and months and they don't even realise what's happening. And before they know it, the family's not doing soda anymore. They're not doing this. They're drinking smoothies and they're making homemade sugar-free lemonade and they're doing this and this and this, right? So it's a period of, again, good, better, best, not perfect, right? Perfection doesn't exist. Perfection is in the journey. It's in the imperfection. It's in the discovery. And sometimes... You need to take, life is a cha-cha, right? We take one step forward, two steps back, around and around, side and side, lose our way, upside down, and that's where the gold is. That's where the lessons are, right? So for me, it's all about that. And, you know, the people in my programs, you know, my team of dietitians, it's very, very individual support with regards to that, right? So it may be, you know, we've got a one family, one meal philosophy. So I really do believe in serving things buffet style where where children, teenagers, adults can assert their own autonomy and t- tailor the, the, the one family recipe to their needs, right? So yeah. some have a nut allergy, so they don't sprinkle the nuts on the top. Someone may be a vegetarian, so they just eat the base recipe. Someone else, the, the father might want a steak or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's about yeah. figuring out how do we sit in communion with one another and still be breaking bread with the same dish, so to speak, right? So I think that's a real passion of mine as well is this whole idea of learning how to feed your entire family so everybody feels joy, gets what they need, but everyone is eating food that helps their body to run better. So I think, you know, I've got a lot of families who do my programs together, a lot of husbands and wives, sisters, co-workers, cousins, you know, that kind of thing. And it's really lovely to see people cheering each other on because it is about how do you stick to healthy habits when this stuff is in our face all the time that's just easier and quicker and reminds us of our childhood and, you know, all this sort of stuff, right? It's about having support, you know, yeah. and that's why most of my programs happen live so that we can give people live support and go, okay, where are you getting tripped up? Oh, okay. So when you're on your 20-minute commute, maybe listen to this, this the recording of this video that we did or whatever and then take this salad to work in a jar and maybe you could take some hemp seeds or you could boil some eggs or whatever people want to do right so it's about sort of meeting people where they're at and absolutely how to tailor solutions that are going to work for their personality and lifestyle because here's the thing to answer your question more specifically the hook is different for each person right yes there's some generalities and some some things that I know work for 99% of cases right and yes I do have these go-to 50 recipes I'll send to people or whatever but within that there is there's a more nuanced relationship that occurs right where you Mm -hmm. can really figure out what makes people tick and what their personality is like right I think that when you understand what drives you Mm -hmm. um you can change your behaviors because you can really create solutions that you know will work for you 
it's not one size fits all, you know. And again, I think this is why where this this flexibility and fluidity comes into play again, where for me, the good, better, best, not perfect philosophy and the flexibility rather than rigidity and be committed to your goals, but flexible with your approach. I think that the blender again, you know, really is a metaphor for all of that for me, because I just feel like what life, life is not joyful in the extremes. It's Mm -hmm. somewhere inside that box. Right. And it's kind of like, I like life, like a seesaw where when you're right down the bottom and the, your partner's at the top of the sea, so you've got to wait for them to put their weight down for you to come back up again. But when you're somewhere in the middle, that's the happy place. And move everywhere, right? And I think that there's something about, you know, those swirly things, right, in playgrounds, and it's a real shame that they're removing them all. <laughs> it flips the switch in our brain, right, where we don't know where we're going to stop. We don't know what we're going to we don't know what view we're going to see. It's going to be different and you've got to go with the flow, right? And you just got to respond to the stimuli and figure it out. And I think that when you have the skill and the self-confidence to do that and to just create things on the fly, I, I also really feel like playing in the kitchen and making a smoothie, for example, like you didn't, you were just bold, right? Because you're a really good cook, right? But that's something that, that's a skill and, and a sensibility that can transfer into all aspects of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So I really do, there's not a client that I've worked with or a person in our programs where if they're overweight, they're not eating healthy, they've got aches and pains, they've got diabetes or whatever it might be, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, et cetera. Yeah. It's all because of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's all because they don't think they deserve or can't be the best version of themselves. So they give themselves food that is going to keep them in that place, whether they're cognizant of it or not, right? Then mm-hmm. when you start to practice and make better choices and put that into practice and make that habit, then it extends to other parts of your life, right? Absolutely, yeah. A wonderful thing in the programs, right, because, you know, people get these um, – I write these emails and they take me about a day to write each one, right? Cause I really put thought into this theme of like self love or breaking mm-hmm. things that don't serve you or whatever it is. Right. So the food piece is only one bit of it, but I do think it's, it's really illuminating the way that people choose to nourish themselves or not says a lot about people's personalities, mm-hmm. right? How they feel about themselves and what their view of the world is. Right. And so when, it, it, I just I find that a really interesting piece of the food space and the wellness space, right? That it does come yeah. down to self love and respect, and you know, giving you yourself what you think you deserve, and f- feeling that abundance, feeling that yes. sense of yeah, yes. yeah, that sense of gratitude and abundance. You know, and I think yeah. that you know, this is, I mean, there's many things that, that I really love about you and respect about you, but one of the things is is about you celebrate and elevate others. And there is this idea, you know, that some people work from a place of gratitude and abundance and then other people work from a place of depletion. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you, when we celebrate and elevate, everybody wins, right? And, And when you celebrate and elevate someone, it doesn't mean that there's less for you, that they're taking, their success is taking away what's left for you and the abundance that's there for you. And I think that, you know, when you when you feed yourself and nourish yourself beautiful food and and cook in communion with others and use food as a way that your family connects with each other you know because we're always eating at 
celebrations, weddings, graduations, birthday parties. There's always food there, right? <laughs> it's like it really is this point of connection in society. It really truly is. And, you know, I, it is that thing of, well, do you want it to be something that gives you joy and at the same time gives you incredible health or do you want to feel like crap, you know, 15 minutes after you've eaten it? Well, life's just too short for me. I've got stuff to do 15 minutes after I eat. I can't do <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, um, what is one thing you wish listeners could do at home in their own families um, to to raise more kale to to make the world better through through food? Yeah. Oh gosh, one thing. Ooh. <laughs> um, eat local. Yeah. Yeah, eat, uh, you know, support as many local farmers and growers as you possibly can and support small businesses in your community who are giving back to the community. Like I spend my money with companies that are, that are making the world a better place. And I'm re- I mean, I think that's a really powerful thing that we can do. It's just, yeah, it's just start, you know, think global, act local. Yeah. Love sure. it. Love it. And what's next for you, Tess? <laughs> I am moving back to Australia to be with my family because I haven't seen them in two years because of the pandemic. Um, Very, very close with my parents and my sister and her husband and my niece and nephew and my friends and just a bit of a change, you know. So I'm going to go back to Australia for a while and, um, you know, I'm still running my cooking club and my my 60-day reset and my 14-day cleansers and, you know, I've still got, you know, this is the great thing about connectivity and the online community. You can run it from a laptop anywhere in the world, you know. So all of my work will not change. Obviously, I'm not travelling the world and speaking and consulting like I was two years ago prior to the pandemic, but... Um, you know, things shift and change and, and I'm, it's, it's moving into a really great season. So I'm really excited for, for this move. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not excited to lose you to Australia, but I'm excited for you and, uh, just so thrilled with all that you're doing and all your accomplishments. And, um, you're, you're such a kale raiser for folks to learn to fall in love with healthy food. So thanks for all that you do. And thanks for being my guest today. Thank you for having me and thank you for everything you're doing. And I will see you when I come to visit before I leave. Yay. I look forward to that. Thanks, Tess. I adore Tess. Also, doesn't she have the best voice ever? I am a huge fan of her recipes. They, they really are so simple and so, so delicious. George Clooney really needs to take her up on her dinner invitation. Thanks so much for listening. Please help me spread the word about these inspiring kale raisers by sharing this episode and rating the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. September is Food Literacy Month. Help us celebrate with our Veggie of the Year contest where kids vote for their favorite veggie. Join the joy at foodliteracycenter.org. Next week, I speak with the date farmer, Joan Smith. Dates are a fascinating desert fruit. Joan shares her favorite date recipes, fun facts about date plants, tales of her farm dogs, and how she makes a point to give back to her own community. You'll meet a new food hero in every episode. Next time on Raising Kale. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 